The following sermon was delivered by Senior Pastor Scott Black Johnston during morning worship at Fifth Avenue Presbyterian Church in New York City. We welcome you to worship with our vibrant community of faith every Sunday on the corner of Fifth Avenue and 55th Street in the heart of Midtown Manhattan. And now, here is Dr. Black Johnston. Please join me in the prayer for the day as it appears on your screen. God of grace, you have made us for yourself. Our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. Hold us close in this anxious hour. Fill us with wisdom and courage. Save us. This we ask in the name of Jesus the Christ, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Friends, it is Palm Sunday. We stand at a trailhead. We're about to walk the path of Holy Week. But this year, as we begin our journey, those of us in New York City, the city that never sleeps, gaze out on a strangely subdued metropolis, a Gotham that feels not so much sleepy, never sleepy, but clearly stunned. This pandemic has dealt us a mighty blow. We live in a surreal time. We look out on empty streets. Manhattan is so quiet that you can hear the singing of birds in Midtown. And this would be a comfort if the sparrows weren't accompanied by the distant sound of sirens. Out my bedroom window, I can see the tents of a field hospital in Central Park. In this anxious and exhausting moment, we wonder, what does God have to say? To answer, we turn to the good book, trusting it will have a blessing to convey. We turn to a familiar passage, the story we read every Palm Sunday. Let us listen now for God's word as it echoes to us from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 21, beginning with the first verse. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, the Lord needs them, and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, tell the daughter of Zion, Look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, and they put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. 
A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the word of God for you, the people of God. Thanks be to God. When I was in high school, I took a a string of swimming classes at the local municipal pool. Eventually, I worked my way to the top of the curriculum the life-saving classes. Passing the final life-saving class required that individuals demonstrate strong swimming skills and be assessed on the techniques for reviving a drowned person, clearing someone's airway, giving rescue breaths, administering CPR. After all this, the final exam for the class had a simple-sounding name. To be certified as a lifeguard, you had to rescue Johnny. Johnny was our instructor, a muscular man who would swim out to the deep end of the pool and pretend to be in distress. One by one, the students had to dive in, swim out to Johnny, assist him to the side of the pool, roll him out of the water, and finally demonstrate proper resuscitation technique. Johnny was good at playing a drowning person, which is to say he was a nightmare. As each would-be rescuer swam toward Johnny, our instructor would thrash, throw elbows, grab hair, pull you down. Once you got your arm around Johnny, he would go limp, a heavy weight, and then When you're finally ready to haul him out of the pool, Johnny would give one last thrash and slip from your grip. Rescuing Johnny was one of the most difficult things I've ever done. Why, one of my friends asked him, why do you make it so tough? Johnny scowled. Why? You tadpoles want to know why? Let me tell you a hard truth. It's easier to pull a dead body out of the pool than someone who needs rescuing. Folk who need saving are dangerous. In recent days, I've been thinking a lot about Johnny's words. I've thought about the dangers faced by nurses and doctors who return again and again to their posts seeking to save those infected by this virus. I've thought about the first responders here in New York and across the globe, cops, EMTs, and ambulance drivers who place themselves at risk, who dive repeatedly into the deep end of the pool God bless these people. God protect them. On Palm Sunday, Johnny's hard truth echoes, especially loud in my ears. On this day, 
we tell a famous story. One morning, many years ago, in the city of Jerusalem, a spontaneous parade broke out. All sorts of people rushed to their windows and began to cheer. What stirred them up? Well, it's an odd thing, a a silly thing that gets everyone hooting and hollering. Looking out their windows, they see, trotting through the streets of the holy city, a humble man astride a donkey. For some reason, this scene awakens something buried in their souls. They run up to rooftop gardens and and pull branches off off of trees. They toss greenery on the ground. They bang on pots and pans. They whistle. They cry out, Hosanna! What's going on here in this story? What are these people doing? What are they saying? Hosanna is a funny word. Even religious geeks like me don't utter it often. Scholars' best guess is that Hosanna is a contraction of two Hebrew terms, Yashaw, meaning to save, and Naw, meaning to beseech or, or pray. In other words, the crowd looks at Jesus the rumored Messiah clip-clopping along on a donkey, and they cry out, save us! Right now, it's easy to identify with the Palm Sunday crowds. Hosanna, the people shout, save us. I'm ready to open my window and shout it. How about you? As I undo the latch, though, I can picture Johnny, the lifeguard, shaking his head. Watch out, tadpoles. Sure, Palm Sunday is exciting, but don't forget, those shouting save us are dangerous. The Gospel of Matthew agrees. Later in the week, Scripture tells us the crowd, fickle humans, the crowd changes their mind. They lash out. They stop shouting Hosanna. They scream something else, something vile. Later in the week, the crowd looks on this same humble man, and they shout, crucify him. Like Johnny, Palm Sunday makes us wonder, is even God safe diving in the deep waters to save us? The testimony of Holy Week is clear. No, God is not safe. The truth that lies at the heart of the Christian story is this. Jesus, the lifeguard, will suffer humiliation and abuse in swimming to our side, in coming to save us. Before we get to Good Friday, though, before we walk up the hill to to Golgotha, I still want to linger over the Palm Sunday parade. I say this because while Johnny was correct, people desperate for salvation can be dangerous, Palm Sunday is ultimately not a cautionary tale. It's not a warning. 
it's a sign. The crowds shouting Hosanna to Jesus on Palm Sunday knew something. They're right about something, something holy, something true. What do they know? Historians tell us that on the same day Jesus entered Jerusalem through the eastern gate of the city, Pontius Pilate, remember him, passed through the western gate of the city. Every year, right before Passover, Pilate would ride into the holy city on a war horse with a Roman battalion at his side. The Roman governor threw this annual military parade to make a brutal point. If you act out, I will crush you. If you stir up rebellion, I won't hesitate. See these horses, see these spears, they are here to remind you. Authority over life and death in this backwater town rests with me. This is the backdrop to Palm Sunday. As Pilate parades his tanks down Main Street, as Rome nails hundreds of unruly Jews to crosses along the roads leading to Jerusalem, as the powers that be run through their playbook for instilling fear and obedience and hopelessness in the masses, the locals look out their windows and see, well, they see a humble man riding a donkey, and they go, bananas. You are the one. You, a teacher who who talks about love for neighbor. You, a preacher who who speaks of of mercy and, and peace. You, a healer who binds up the wounds of the lame. You are the one. Hosanna. You are the one, the only one, who can save us. At that moment, that brief crystalline Palm Sunday moment, the crowd gets it right. They see clearly. Rebecca Solnit is the author of a gripping book that I've been reading in the past couple of weeks that describes human responses to historical disasters. It's entitled, A Paradise Built in Hell. At one point, in writing about the San Francisco earthquake of 1906, Solnit observes that while disasters exact a terrible cost, they also can clarify things. We tend to go through life, says Solnit, characterizing our days in terms of happy and sad emotions, but but perhaps we would navigate our experiences better by thinking in terms of deep and shallow. What is Solnit saying? It's something, my friends, I think you know. I I know you know. We are in the deep waters now. This moment, this crazy shared pandemic moment, cannot be summed up by a happy or sad emoji. We're in the midst of a complicated, trying time, one that presses on us, scares us, makes us tired 
and angry and small-minded. And at the same time, this moment also stirs us to creative, stubborn, luminous acts of solidarity and courage. You, You can feel this, can't you? When you swim in the deep waters, you you learn a lot about yourself, and and you quickly discover, don't you, at a time like this, what sort of people you want to have at your side. As the pandemic engulfed this city, New Yorkers began adopting a practice that has swept the world. Every evening... At 7 p.m., we open our windows. We go out on our balconies, if we have them, and we hoot and holler. We bang on pots and ring bells. We do this to applaud the brave souls who are diving into the deep end of the pool right now to save people. Isn't this what Palm Sunday is all about? When the best shows itself, when humility and love come riding by on an unexpected steed, an irrepressible desire stirs us. Our souls know what to do in this moment. They will not be silenced. They want to cheer. They want to cheer the decent and gentle, the loving and the true. Hosanna. Hosanna to the Son of David. Save us. Throw open your windows, my friends, and shout Hosanna. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord be kind and gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.